Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, obviously, it's uh, more common for men, but women also experience baldness and more than you might think. As with men, it's not curable, though it can be slowed down. Claire Fulham, the owner of Troa Hair, knows all about this. She's a trichologist who has also experienced hair loss. Afternoon, Claire. Hi, Sean. How are you keeping? Not too bad. So could you start by telling us something about your own experience of hair loss? Yeah, so I lost nearly all my hair. So I have a big mane of, of red hair, um, but it all went in about five weeks back in 2016. I lost about 80%, then it went on to 90% of my hair within five weeks, you know, and that was something called alopecia areata. So little coin-shaped marks started to form on my scalp and then they kind of grew into masses. So within a couple of weeks, you know, for something that was such a big, I suppose, physical trait of mine, like big lump of red hair mm. was gone. You know, I was only 27 at the time. Um, and it really broke my heart to be honest and it kind of I suppose led me into the career that I'm in today um, but it was all brought on by stress you know so that's kind of um, something that I kind of spoke about pretty publicly and um, I wanted to try and find an answer to it I couldn't find an answer I was at every dermatologist and trichologist that would have me um, trying to figure this out you know and I don't think I ever completely will even though I'm a trichologist now <laughs> but uh, yeah so I lost all of it it's all back now thanks be to God I do get the odd patch every now and again but nothing, you know, alarming, you know, haven't haven't lost it all since then, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's, I completely understand. Yeah, it's mad it happened so fast, though. So scary, yeah. Like, literally, like, the, as I said, the, you know, it's like, you know Claire with the red hair? Do you know that yeah. way? Like, everyone knew me like that. And then all of a sudden, it was gone. So that can happen with different types of alopecia, you know, um, that it can happen really, really fast. Then other types of, of hair loss, you know, can be more, you know, uh, drawn out throughout the years, all that kind of stuff, you know. So it really depends on what type of hair loss you're dealing with will kind of depict the speed of it, you know. Okay. And, and do you have any idea what the cause of the stress was? That was caught, that was made this happen. Yeah, I, I think like to be honest, when I look back on it, like I was twenty seven, I had two young kids, I was paying a big mortgage, I was trying to keep all my ducks in a row and all the balls up in the air, and you know, I think I was allergic to the word stress, you know, and I fought with that idea for years, you know, I was like, no, it couldn't be stress, it couldn't be stress, and now seven years on, you know, absolutely, like it's stressful, you know, rearing kids and paying bills and trying to, you know, keep up appearances and all the stuff that we do, you know, so I think actually when I accepted that the loss and I said look Claire you know you can either sink or swim here you know you're going to have to make a decision um, you know but definitely I think that the, it, the body goes into stress quicker than you'd know you know so it is a reaction it's an autoimmune reaction when the nervous system is battling with the immune system the nervous system will give the immune system a big punch and that punch then will, will, will start an autoimmune response there's hundreds of responses out there you have arthritis psoriasis alopecia so you're trying to deal with that you know and I think that we when we think of someone who's lost their hair due to stress we go god like what's wrong what could have led to this like what travesty was in their life but you know it's funny how stressed we can be just you know day-to-day life and stuff you know mm-hmm. so we see it way more often now especially like even after the past couple of years the planet has changed so much you know we, we've really seen an increase in hair loss in in women and men of course and children as well which is always you know a little bit worse Aww. but um yeah so so much of it at the moment you know yeah now i was i was uh <laughs> kind of uh, fascinated plus a bit terrified to read that uh, men have their healthiest and strongest hair when they're 12 and women at 21 <laughs> and then after that it's all downhill. 
It is a bit, but like, so are your boobs and your bum. Do you know that kind of way? Everything goes a little bit downhill after your 21st birthday, you know? <laughs> so um, we don't have everything forever, you know? But definitely, I always say that to men. I'm like, you've the best head of hair around your confirmation or somewhere around then, you know? But it's always like after kind of puberty hits us all, you know, there's huge hormone changes there. And then, of course, like depending on, on a woman's life as well, like if you're having children in your 20s, well, then, you know, you'll have an older scalp than your friends that will have children perhaps in their 30s and 40s and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like everything else, you know, we age fast and our scalp ages six times faster than your face. So I'm sure most of, especially the women in your life, Sean, they're putting all sorts of lotions and potions on their face trying to look 10 years younger, do you know? So mm. The you know the scalp is no different the scalp is skin you know so we have to kind of give it um, all the bits that it needs in order to keep it at a certain level you know it doesn't stay there without help you know and that's fine this, you know people who live their lives of course without hair you know but if you want to keep it there you know and you want to look after it it does require a little bit of work 100% How, how often should you wash your hair? It depends on the scalp. So someone who would have, have like an oily scalp, right, they should wash their hair more often. So they should wash their hair every every day or every second day. Um, someone with a drier environment. So, you know, um, a dry scalp, dry skin, they could get away with maybe every three days, that kind of thing. But there's definitely this kind of preconception out there or this myth, I suppose, is probably the better way to put it. And TikTok doesn't help. And definitely COVID and lockdowns didn't help. That the less you wash your hair, the better for your hair. But it's absolutely not the case. If you think of anything that you're concerned about in the body, right? You'll take your medication for it or you'll keep it like, you know, sanitary and you'll clean it and you'll pay it attention, you know? So the scalp is no different, you know? Absolutely, we should be kind of washing the scalp very, very regularly as much really as we should as wash the face, you know? So definitely it depends on the scalp, but we shouldn't kind of hide away from washing our scalps. It should be every two, three, four days, 100%. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, and obviously, the, you know, there's a number of things one can do if hair loss is coming to kind of slow that down. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, but if somebody presents to you and said, you know, my hair's falling out, how like how many, I suppose, first off, how many different sorts of alopecia could that be? And I mean, let's leave aside, you know, that someone's getting chemo or, you know, they, they know what the cause is. Yeah. Yeah, so it can be like, well, alopecia means hair loss, right? So sometimes that's kind of dragged out in terms of everyone who has any sort of hair loss is alopecia. But I would classify it as alopecia and most trichologists would classify it as, you know, um, the autoimmune condition, which is hair loss, which is alopecia. So you've got loads of different types. You've got areata, which is the kind of the patches. You would have um, totalis universalis, which means the full uh, scalp, you know, would be hairless. Then you would have the eyebrows, the eyelashes. You would have like... Like, you know, body hair vanish as well. So they're really difficult ones. There's another one called alopecia de barb that would obviously um, affect men because it's the beard. So I don't know if you've ever, any of your friends or family would have patches in their beard, all that kind of stuff. That's a type of alopecia as well. So they are autoimmune reactions, you know. Then you would have other things like, you know, you would have kind of diffused hair loss. You would have something called telogen effluvium. Telogen effluvium generally happens after kind of a traumatic event. So, um, you know, if you've had, if you've been ill, let's say, if you've had an operation, if you've had a baby, if you've had kind of major hormone change, you could be gone through a kind of a case of shedding, you know. So um, there's loads of different types, you know, and how you would figure that out, I suppose, would be a dermatologist, a trichologist. There's so many ha- um, hair salons that are so educated on it as well, which is fantastic. And we're getting there slowly but surely, you know, in terms of education for the scalp but we're definitely really behind in the UK and Ireland in terms of some of our friends you know around the world um 
to really put scalp care as, as much of a kind of focus on scalp care, I should say, um, as hair care, you know, because that's where your hair grows from, right? So you ever see a toddler and they have the watering can and they go over and they start like watering the petals of a flower, right? Yeah, the flower looks lovely and shiny and soaking wet, but it's actually then when we grow up, we understand that it's the roots that need the water, you know, that kind of way, that's how mm. it's growing from. So it's really, really important if people want to, you know, look after their hair that they start with scalp care. That's the most important part, you know. And is there, like in, in the way that, you know, men get male pattern baldness because yeah, they just got bald because their dad did before them and it's kind of in the genes. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a female equivalent of that? Yeah, so there's loads of different names for it again. So you could just call it female pattern baldness or there's another term for it called androgenetic alopecia. So androgens are the male hormones. So generally what happens is if women start to lose their hair, their hair kind of, it's more of a diffused look, right? So it's not like a receding hairline or passive alopecia, but it'll be just generally the hair is getting finer and thinner as the years go on. Quite a slow process as well. And normally we see that in women, you know, unfortunately even in their 20s, as young as in their 20s really, you know, and if that doesn't improve, right, so if we put them on a regime and we tell them to do X, Y, and Z, and that doesn't improve, well, then we can kind of generally say, right, this this could be androgenetic alopecia. You also find that after hormone change as well, it can rare its head too. So perhaps after babies as well, it could kind of spike, but definitely after menopause. You know, that's where, if you think about what menopause is, of course, it's, you know, the, the reduction of estrogen in the body. Estrogen keeps um, all of us females looking female with our loads of hair and all the rest of it and when they reduce and the androgens step up a little bit that's how we can see that starting in females you know so it's as common as it is in men you know it is as common as it is in men genetics play a huge role in it as well so most men look around their families and go uh oh or else they're happy enough with the genes <laughs> that, that look ahead of them right but you know it's the very same for females I think that females hide it better um, and they have all sorts of tricks up their sleeve and all that kind of stuff you know um, but knowing what it is as well is really important you know and how to treat it and getting some sort of diagnosis so you know what you're working with because as you said like it's not that we can cure it right I wish I could because it's hugely emotional for some people but it's about trying to deal with it and you know slow it down a little bit you know that's the kind of the the way we would deal with people and also putting the power into people's hands like you taking charge of that by having plans and being proactive really helps people psychologically as well you know yeah absolutely. Um, so the yeah. more education yeah the more education people have around it the better you know yeah. claire thanks a million for uh talking with us today that was uh, claire fulham who apart from having uh, a fabulous head of red hair is also a trichologist and owner of true hair Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.